This is the Eye on Potatoes, brought to you by the National Potato Council. The Eye is the place to tune in for conversations with growers and thought leaders on advocacy, production, and all things potatoes. Now, here's your host, Lane Nordland. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Eye on Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Nordland, and hey, we do want to give a big shout out to our friends bringing you this podcast episode, including all the jingling of glasses in the background. Hopefully that's not too distracting for our listeners, but hey, you know what? Sometimes we just have to go with what works, and we're literally doing a podcast in a hallway of the Capitol Hill Club here in Washington, D.C., but we're going to roll with the punches. Uh, But again, our friends at Syngenta are delivering solutions to help producers face the potato industry's complex challenges. Syngenta provides growers with unmatched field expertise, along with an array of effective products, you can explore them at syngenta-us.com slash spud doctor. Well, today's show is coming to you from Washington, D.C. at the conclusion of the 2022 Washington Summit. A lot has gone on here this week, and it's been great to be face-to-face with so many people. And uh, our guests today are going to be Jared Balcom. He recently became the president of the National Potato Council. He hails from Pasco, Washington, and also... From Idaho Falls, Idaho, first VP and VP of Legislative Affairs, R.J. Andrus. And, and R.J., I just want to say. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? I'm a big baller, what's the game about? I live in a potato house. I live in a potato house. I live in a potato house. Potato house with potato head. Potato house. Potato bread. Y'all small fries and copycats. Get buttered up, hit the monster mash. I float down in potato. Obviously, I'm going to edit that out. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I got a thumbs up from uh, Mr. Mark on saying that is good to go. Of course, uh, a big shout out to uh, the the boys there at Barstool Sports for uh, teaming up with the Idaho Potato Commission to uh, write that wonderful rap called I Live in a Potato House, which RJ uh, is looking at living and downsizing to a smaller house, uh, the small house movement. He could be living in a spud near you soon. Thanks for being a good sport on that. Absolutely. <laughs> but, guys, as we gather here, it's been a long day. We, uh, we, we got to town a few days ago and uh, had our business meetings, the annual meeting now taking place during uh, the uh, Washington Summit. And we're just truly a few steps away from Capitol, uh, the actual Capitol building. You both just got back from uh, taking pictures on the steps of the Capitol. Uh, Jared, I'll start with you. What, what's it like to be back here in person and seeing potato producers from across the nation and industry stakeholders here face-to-face and also elected officials coming to, to hear about your concerns? Uh, it's been excellent uh, to uh, finally get back together and uh, see each other, like you said, face-to-face and and just be able to uh, interact. Um, you don't realize uh, over the last two years where, uh, yes, we've been meeting via Zoom and all of those uh, social media platforms i guess but uh, just to get back together we can have real conversation we can talk through things and we can come to solutions a lot faster um so i'm it's uh we were a little concerned um that we were, our attendance wasn't going to be good but uh we have great attendance and it's been we've got a lot done in the last uh, two days and we still have a day and a half left to go 
And, and RJ, for yourself coming in here, uh, what's it mean to, to take the time away from uh, work back in Idaho to, to just advocate for the industry? And, and, of course, you're marching up on the hill tomorrow uh, to talk with elected officials on, on so many of the issues that uh, we've seen uh, come about uh, over the last several decades or in the last year. Right. So the week we spend out here is totally worth time spent away from home um, just simply because it is such important work that, that we do out here. And as we look at that work and opportunity, obviously uh, we have a lot of work at home. And Jared, for our listeners that maybe have tuned into this podcast, uh, maybe they—I know folks just want to know who those leaders are. And as you come into the presidency with National Potato Council, let's just talk about your—are uh, you the fourth generation of your family to be in the business out there in Pasco? I am. I am fourth generation. And uh, what's it mean to be a part of that? And let's just share a little bit about uh, your your operation in, uh, in there in Washington State. Uh, so we're a, uh, a potato producer in uh, Pasco, Washington, uh, fourth generation. As you said earlier, uh, we grow uh, both fresh stock and um, uh, processing potatoes for a large processor in town. Um, and uh, on the fresh side, we have a, a partnership on a, a fresh packing facility. Uh, so we run that year round and, and, uh, it keeps us really, really busy. And, uh, what's it mean to maybe look at passing this operation down to that next generation, making it five generations? Is that in the works? Oh, I don't know that it's in the works. Um, there, there, there are, there is a younger generation, um, but, uh, that's going to be up to them. They're still, they're still in school. They're still in, uh, high school. So, uh, but that's going to be up to them if they yeah. feel the desire and, and, uh, and uh, enjoy it and want to do it, then then they'll have an opportunity. But if it's uh, there's no pressure on them, they can um, they need to choose their own path. And so uh, you know, we always try to do that. That was the same thing that happened to me when I left for uh, high school. I did not want to come back and farm. So, but I you know changed my mind. And and so you know we don't uh, you don't want to force somebody into it. So. And RJ, for yourself, let's talk about your role in the industry over in Idaho. Okay. So we're also uh, grower uh, shippers. We have a packing facility in Rexburg, Idaho, uh, me and a couple of my partners. And uh, so, yeah, we do basically a lot of the same things that Jared does up in the Columbia Basin. Okay. And so as, as you look at that, why, I mean, how important is it just to have that support system and partners that are still interested in being in agriculture and uh, continuing to, obviously potatoes are a huge economic driver in, in Idaho and the West. Uh, why is it important to advocate and work on these issues when you could just, you know, obviously be at home and, and working on, on the things that are breaking down or the management? Why, why is that important to you? Well, if you haven't been back here before, there's a lot of a lot of people in our industry that just don't understand how important this work is, and and the advocacy we do here. Um, a lot of I I always tell people when I talk to them like you guys, all these things don't just fall out of the sky. They, they we have people working on them. We have to work on them. So it it's extremely important for us to do that. And obviously, you both have worked your way up through. Uh, various leadership roles with National Potato Council. 
Uh, Jared, maybe just talk about that process of, of serving on the board of directors, making your way through different VP roles, and, and really just how that opportunity uh, gets you more involved on the national level, but how that process works of uh, you know being on that team and now leading that team. Because it, it is a team effort when we look at uh, the advocacy, the grassroots advocacy that comes from MPC. Yeah, that's a complete um, uh, group effort. And, kind of my path started um it starts at the local level so um when i was younger um you had the ability to engage in a few um local um issues Uh, i started with the uh, washington potato commission and uh actually served 12 years on the potato commission and and uh, uh the potato commission is is highly involved in the national potato council and so that was kind of my stepping stone i started there i actually my first stepping stone was uh, leadership. Um, the Potato Council um, puts on a, uh, a leadership institute. So I did that back in uh, 20, 2002 and then uh, got involved with our state organization um, and then became involved with the national organization through the state organization. Uh, really saw a lot of value in this national organization and wanted to continue on and um, was very fortunate that uh, the predecessors to me who served here at the council um, thought that uh, would like for me to continue to be engaged and uh, kind of encouraged me and pushed me along and kind of showed me the ropes. But that, you know, that that was a 14-year process. Um, And so here I am now, and and luckily um, our... uh, uh, my predecessor said, hey, we'd like for you to, to continue in that role and step up um, on the executive level and encouraged me to do that. And uh, then uh, decided, well, maybe you can, you can be the president here one day. And so yeah. that's what happened here the other day. Yep. And RJ, you're making your way through the, the various leadership positions as well with the National Potato Council. How, how did you first get uh, involved uh, on the national level, but also the state and community level as well? So it's kind of interesting. I hate to keep saying that, that Jared and I's paths are the same, but I went on leadership in 2006. And when we got to D.C., I realized that this is something I wanted to be involved in. So <clears throat> when we left leadership, I went home and there was a, a spot on the Idle Potato Commission open, and I expressed desire to do that and was lucky enough to be appointed by the governor. It's two three-year terms. Um, so when I got done with that, I mean, you either stop or else you, you choose another path, and you can either you can either go on Potatoes USA, which is um, our marketing side, mm-hmm. or, or you can come out here to D.C. and and do the work we do. So I chose to be on the NPC board, and just over the years, like Jared, uh, worked up into, you know, into the executive committee through, you know, my, my predecessors who had faith that, that I could step in and, and do the things that, you know, that they they thought I could, and, and so our, our paths are very similar that way. Well, again, uh, thank you for just sharing a little bit of that history and just the, the time that goes into it. But I, I'm sure it's been like just blinking your eyes how fast it's probably been just the, the, the time and, and meeting people and advocating. It, it probably has gone by pretty fast. It, it's gone by a lot faster than you realize. And, and the other thing, too, is, is that uh, there's a lot uh, that goes on within uh, this organization. And so it takes time to understand uh, to understand what the issues are, to understand how to deal with those things and uh, the process. And so um, it takes a lot of time to get the confidence to feel like you can actually add to the organization. Um, but, yeah, it went by fairly quickly. 
Well, again, gentlemen, stick with us. Uh, we'll be back here with uh, Jared and RJ right after our sponsor of the podcast, Syngenta's message for you here today. Syngenta cares about potato producer productivity and offers a wide variety of seed treatment options protecting your investment from the beginning. Syngenta's all-liquid seed treatment Cruiser Max Potato offers protection from harmful insect pests, including Colorado potato beetle, green pea jayfit, and leafhoppers. Additionally, Cruiser Max Potato delivers immediate protection against fungal diseases. Contact your local retailer for more information. Cruiser Max Potato, Cruiser 5FS, Dynasty, or Maxim MZ to find out what best fits your farm needs. All right, again, a big thank you to our friends at Syngenta for continuing to support the Eye on Potatoes podcast and their role in helping producers out in the countryside. Well, returning back today, we have Jared Balcom, our president of the National Potato Council for 2022, and... RJ, they, they have your name as JR here in the notes. I think we got to talk to... We'll have to talk to somebody about talk that. Talk to somebody about that. <laughs> RJ Andrus uh, from Idaho. And, uh, you know, Jared, as, as uh, you come into the position as uh, president, I, I know we were doing a TV interview earlier this week, and you said, you know what, it's, it's just a title. We're a team. And, uh, <coughs> but it's more than that. You are the figurehead for the organization over the next year. What are some of those key things that MPC will be working on with the board and with uh, the staff here in Washington, some of those key things that you hope to see accomplished? Well, you know, we've accomplished is, is difficult to say because um, a lot of these issues that we're fighting are uh, take time. They're not just a quick uh, one and done. Here's the issue. Let's get it fixed. Let's move on. Um, we've been continuing our challenge with the uh, trade issue in uh, with Mexico, and we're going to continue that. We're going to continue to work through that and, 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 uh, try to fight our way through it and uh, see if we can find resolution. Um, and that's been going on for 20 years. So we just keep, you know, keep focused on it and keep moving forward. Um, there's some legislative things that are getting, you know, teed up on, on ag labor. We're hoping we can move forward with that. We're hoping we can encourage Congress um, to uh, take a step. Um, but that's going to be a challenge, too. Um, so, you know, the, the, the key issues that we're focused on are, 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 are ag labor issues. Um, we're going to try to find a solution with supply chain by just keeping it relevant and keeping it in front of our, uh, our Congress and uh, see if we can find, kind of get little things uh, solved in that issue. Um, and trade, we've got those, that just ever evolves. That's just constant. So um, we're just trying to stay, you know, stay up to speed with what's going on and, and uh, try to combat any of the challenges that come our way. And RJ, as we look at uh, the summit itself, what were some of the goals that uh, MPC had in planning this and, and carrying it out here this week? Well, I, th- I think our, our biggest goal was just to make it happen. Um, if you recall back when we were in Anaheim and, and the whole variant thing came about, uh, we were very nervous that you know we might not even be able to have the summit so just to be able to pull it off was a big feat in and of itself and uh i'll just have to say this so jared's first act as uh as president he got the mask mandate lifted off of dc (laughs) so we got to applaud jared for that but um but no our goal is just to be out here and be in front of people we had several people today tell us that uh that uh if you're not, what was it, Jared? If you're not at the table, you'll be on the menu. Yeah, is that, that's is what, that what they say. Yeah. So, 
It's very important for us to be front and center and in, in, in front of these people. And, and we will, I'll jump into on that. It's been a, a little bit surprising, too, that uh, the interaction that we've been able to achieve with our um, congressmen and senators, they want us back here. They, they want input. Um, I think they, they know how valuable that is. And so this has been, um, this, is, this has exceeded my expectation of, of, of what I had envisioned before we got back here. And obviously the situation going on in Ukraine has been on the top of every person's mind, not only here in the U.S., but across the world. And that has had an immediate impact on the global financial markets and on the agricultural commodity markets. But we're, we're going to look at a supply chain issue, too, and that, how that could impact our inputs uh, for, for growing potatoes in the upcoming season. I guess, what are, are some of the things that uh, MPC is being proactive with? Just, again, we I, I, know, I understand that we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but just being proactive uh, in, in trying to understand what's going on and trying to get information out to the industry. Well, I'm, I'm going to say, for one thing, um, you know, in the past few weeks, there's been several steps taken to make it harder for people to get C CDLs. The fact is we need truckers. We need more truckers than we have. And uh, so we're, we're fighting to make sure that, that we, can, we can make sure and get all the, the truck drivers we need so that we can get the, the commodities hauled across the, the nation. Um, the ports, we're, we're really trying to work to see if we can get the port situation moved. You know, supply chain is such a large thing. It's difficult to nail that down into really tight, specific things. But w what we found that while we're back here, um, you know, and we've had some conversation with our uh, with our state leaders, uh, state congressmen, uh, and I think that the biggest thing right now is trying to educate them, trying to bring them up to speed of, of here are the specific challenges that we have in front of us and them understanding the trucking industry and the difficulties that are there and the shortages that we have and to try to figure out a way to legislate not i wouldn't say legislate our way out of it but reduce you know some of the tight restrictions like rj referred to um just to give us a fighting chance um you know and and the the ports we all know the ports that's just a difficult situation right now um it seems like they're starting to get a little bit of um of clearance going on there but uh, it's it's going to be a challenge, and and you referred to the Ukraine situation. The Ukraine the Ukraine situation is not going to make it any any easier uh, for us as a, on a supply side, but in but you know that's not we're more concerned with the country of Ukraine um, and what's going on over there, and we're not going to tie that to supply chain because they have a way bigger issue than we can even uh, no fathom. no question about and it. And so uh, we kind of want to keep that that that. We don't want to tie that to the part of it yep. because that is a really big deal for the people, the people that live over there, and uh, our hearts go out to them. Um, and that's, that uh, their issue is way bigger than ours. And uh, you know, we, we look at uh, just the last two years. I, I can't believe it was two years ago that we were here for what was called the the fly-in at that point, and we were on the steps of the Capitol having a, a press conference with bipartisan House members. Democrats, Republicans, uh, focused on farm labor. And the P President Biden did talk briefly about uh, just uh, the, the crisis when it comes to immigration and, and illegal farm labor in his uh, State of the Union address, but he really didn't expand upon it. 
And we heard from elected officials that came to the meeting here today about how important it is to not only pass the Farm Workforce Modernization Act. Not once, but they have passed it twice now in two different sessions of Congress. So what, what work needs to be done from, the, from our, our listeners out there that are uh, active in MPC or maybe they're not able to attend meetings about reaching out to their U.S. senators on it? So this is a little bit difficult of a, of, a, of, of a thing to navigate because the problem is is that this thing has become 100% political and not reality. Um, we have a, there, there is a, a somewhat solution on the floor that is better than what we currently have. And is it perfect? No. But it's way better um, to get ag labor kind of back in line. But it has run into that political roadblock. And so... To get past that, we're really not, we're, we're continuing to push, we're continuing to put it in the forefront of their minds, um, but somehow uh, our leaders need to get past the political side of it and find a solution. And we do have a couple of senators that are leading the charge on this, but I guess our message to everyone is just going to be, please get in touch with with Senator uh, Crapo, um, the senator from Colorado. Anyway, there, there's a couple of them with real good support. Our message to them is going to be, please get in front of those guys, see if we can get something passed on, on ag labor through the Senate, improve upon the House bill, and get something passed and on the president's desk. And uh, Colorado would be Hinkenlooper or Bennett. It's Bennett. Yep. So. Thank you. And again, gentlemen, I know we've had a long day here, and we are getting ready to, to mingle with some of those elected officials and their staff and, and to work on these key issues. I guess, what's the last message that you have for our listeners out there just uh, uh, on the state of the U.S. potato industry and uh, the success? I'll, I'll call this, I know we've still got a day left here on the, on the trail here in D.C., but the success of this year's Washington Summit. I, I, I say to the listeners out there, if you're not involved, get involved. Sure. Yeah, I would. I, I I agree with that. Um, you know, we 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 are making progress here, and and we we hear the the growers across the United States, um, and so we carry that message forward as best as we can. Um, but we also need help. We need help from growers to contact their local um, or their regional congressmen and senators, and to push some of this stuff forward. I mean, we can carry the message, but we need their help and to get involved. And, and the more that we're involved as a group, the farther along we can, we can get. Well, again, congratulations to you both, Jared, on your presidency and RJ moving up through the ranks as well uh, through the National Potato Council. Uh, it's been a great time here in Washington, D.C. Again, for more, visit the National Potato Council online and follow their social media pages. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us here today. Thank you, Lane. It's yep. always good to be with you. Thank you, Lane. All right, friends, I'll do it for today's Eye on Potatoes podcast. I'm Lane Nordland. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to the National Potato Council's Eye on Potatoes podcast with host Lane Nordland. For more information, visit nationalpotatocouncil.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.